Please rise as you are able. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, 
confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God on high.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong and nothing is holy, multiply your mercy unto us that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal and that we lose not the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading from Micah for the third Sunday of Trinity. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgressions for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is from 1 Timothy chapter 1. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the kings of of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, A severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to celebrate now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house he heard music and dancing 
And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe believe in one one God, God, the the Father Father Almighty, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I bring you greetings from President Rast and the faculty and staff of Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and also from the Reverend Dan McMiller and the staff of the Office of International Mission, where I also serve as half-time. The mission of the church is driven by grace, costly grace, the grace of the life of the Son of God in exchange for the life of the world. Grace is necessary because of sin, a virus that has infected all of humankind since the fall of Adam. Perhaps now in these coronavirus days, we can fully grasp the deadliness of a virus. And no matter how deadly this new virus is, nothing is more deadly than the virus of sin. But ironically, in this sublime parable of Jesus, of the prodigal son, sin is the easy part. Hitting rock bottom is the easy part. It is part of our nature. It is who we are. That is how we are born. It comes naturally. Like everyone around us, we are by nature rebellious, disobedient, unfaithful, disloyal prodigals. And it's all because of the virus of sin. That's why most of us identify in this parable with the prodigal son and not the elder brother. You're right, Jesus. We are by nature sinful and unclean. It's so easy being a sinner. And then we thank God for grace. We may not be to the point where we go on sinning that grace may abound, but we think that if we get this sin thing right, then all is right with God. It appears that the prodigal son hits rock bottom when he starts to eat pig food. He had to act quickly or he was going to die. So he returns home to his merciful father, and he was sorry for his sins. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But he would work off the debt he owed. So he adds this line. Make me as one of your hired workers. You see, the prodigal thought that he had it wired. Fess up that you're a sinner. Make a plan how to get back in the Father's employ and all will be right. I can save my life and save face at the same time. I'll work my way back on my own terms and I'll be okay. Sin is behind me. I'll show them all that I am worthy to be back. This is no confession at all. In fact, better to be a sinner, a prodigal, than a self-righteous younger brother whose repentance is merely an attempt to make himself right with his father 
by his own works, by his own effort. This so-called confession is where the prodigal hits rock bottom. He takes his place here alongside his elder brother and every Pharisee Jesus ever condemned for getting it all wrong, for not seeing the gift, the grace. Every day that the son was gone, the father would look down the road leading to his house, hoping that one day he would see his son coming home. And then it happened. While he was still afar off, the father saw his younger son. His mercy overflowed. He ran, fell on his son's neck, showered him with kisses, and overwhelmed by grace, the son truly repents. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. No need to work off his debt. No need to be a hired servant. For it's all by grace. Costly grace. The grace of the life of the Son of God in exchange for the life of the world. The prodigal who had turned into his self-righteous brother now sees pure grace from his father. Grace that only comes from a tree outside Jerusalem where the gift of life to the world was given by the shedding of the blood of Jesus, the very Son of God. At the cross, there is nothing for us to do but weep over our sins and our self-righteousness and rejoice in the gift. For Jesus died for sinners for you, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's the grace. It's not up to you. For Jesus loves the prodigal so much that he is willing to give up his life for him. The grace of the Father was celebrated in a meal of the fattened calf in the presence of the community. It showed everyone that this younger son was received back as a son and not as a hired worker. So what does the father do? He dresses the prodigal as a son who has been restored. The familial kiss, that new robe of the new age of salvation, which is also the robe for Jesus' wedding feast, the ring of authority and the shoes of a free man. And Jesus uses the word sacrifice for the killing of the fatted calf. This is the word for sacrificing the Passover lamb. It is the word for Christ's sacrifice on the cross and for the apostolic church that first received these words. This is the language of Jesus' passion and the language of the Lord's Supper, where Christ, whose sacrifice on Golgotha was once and for all, is now the sacrifice on the altar for the people of God to eat 
and to drink. So the father tells the community, let us eat and make merry, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Dead and alive again. The old Adam of the prodigal, drowned by true repentance, overwhelmed by grace-filled waters that raise him up again as a son of the Father. And he didn't have to do a thing to be received back into the Father's house. Repentance matters. Forgiveness matters. Dying in the waters and rising with Christ matters. And so does the blood of the fatted calf. This is the heart of the mission. As Jesus said to Zacchaeus in Luke 19, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That is what we proclaim throughout the world as churches are planted for prodigals and elder brothers who have been infected with the virus of sin and the virus of self-righteousness. While you are still afar off, your merciful Father sees you, he runs to you, he falls on your neck, showers you with kisses, kills the fatted calf, shows you mercy and forgiveness at a feast that knows no end, even though you are his prodigals. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord of heaven and earth, consider our afflictions and troubles and forgive all our sins. To you we lift up our souls. In you we trust. Let us never be put to shame. Seek us when we stray. Work in us repentance. And by the voice of your Son, our good shepherd, bring us back into the fold. Lord, in your mercy. Bless the pastors and teachers of your church. Preserve them from all error, false belief, or other great shame and vice. 
fortify them for their vital work through extraordinary difficulties and as they gather together your congregation again around your word. Bless their preaching and teaching that it would lead to their hearers confess, to confess with St. Paul that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Defend your holy church throughout the world and especially this day we ask for this, our sister congregations within the Lutheran Church in Spain. Keep your holy church safe from all harm and danger. Defend those who suffer for your name's sake and give them boldness to confess the faith no matter the consequences. Even as we love life and strive to preserve it, do not let us love this life above the eternal life won for us in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Bless our country as we prepare to celebrate Independence Day we would cherish the freedoms we have and always stand ready to defend them. Give wisdom to all those who have been placed in authority over us that, they that as they strive to preserve life and livelihood in our land, they would do it with an eye towards sustaining the freedoms enjoyed in our nation, especially our religious liberty. Lord, in your mercy. Support and defend all who face trials and tribulation of any kind, those in any want or need, those who are burdened with animosity in the home and community, those who are suffering from illness, loneliness, depression, anxiety, unemployment, or any other affliction. Especially this day, we ask that you be with Katie, with Mary Ellen, and Joni, Joshua, Shirley, Hayden, and Gary, and Jim, Jerry, Bob, Carol, and also with the family of Karen Crofts, as you have called her home. Be also with our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris. And watch over the unborn children of, of Laura and Allie and Anna and all unborn children in this world and bring them to faith in you and the waters of baptism. And for that, we give thanks for the birth of Theodore Michael and of Lydia Helen. Lord, keep them safe until the day they are brought to baptism. Give strength and endurance in the midst of all difficulty, and if it be your will, grant restoration and relief to all of these. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, you call all your penitent children to the feast of Holy Communion. Grant that we who receive this most holy feast of Christ's very body and blood today would be strengthened in our faith and encouraged to love one another as Christ has loved us. Look with mercy on the saints who are kept from your supper due to illness or safety measures and bring them soon to your table. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Holy Father, receive our praise this day for all who have fallen asleep in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life in Christ. Keep us in that same faith and hope that we would rise with them on the last day and enter the inheritance prepared for us before the foundation of the world was laid. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, We laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. body of Christ. Give it for you. The drink, the true blood of Christ, 
watershed for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, body and soul. Take and eat the true body of Christ given for you. Take and drink the true blood of Christ shed for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Part in peace. Take and eat.
Please rise. Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, both body and soul, into life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Allah, to light and Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. children 